Matic. Becky, great ball in. Ellen White for Manchester City. episode of MCW Fancast for this new upcoming season for 2021. My name's Emma. Thanks for listening. I can't believe we're back. It's been March. I think the last podcast we did was now in August. It's a bit crazy, really. Um, Obviously, it's been a very difficult number of months for everyone. Uh, so I just wanted to start the podcast by saying thank you, really. Thank you to our frontline workers and thank you also to the key workers uh, and everyone in between. I think it's fair to say everyone's played their part during this pandemic and uh, as difficult as it's been, it's good to hopefully see that things are slowly returning back to normal, but in a very different kind of way. It's great to finally be back with the podcast. In all honesty, we hadn't planned to return until the end of August with a usual season preview. But with the recent arrival of Sam Mewis at the club and the FA's announcement of the Charity Shield fixture against... Well, it's not the Charity Shield anymore. That's a bit old school. I always call it the Charity Shield. The Community Shield (laughs) fixture against Chelsea at Wembley Stadium. We thought it would be a really good opportunity to get back to it. On this week's show, I am joined by a special guest, Mary Preeter. Mary is the president of the Uproar, who are a North Carolina Courage supporters group, and one half of the Woe Soul Show, formerly known as the NWSL Show, It's Not Soccer Podcast. Hannah will be joining me as well. We'll be discussing the Mewis move, pre-season and the Community Shield. But first, here is Sam Mewis talking about her move from North Carolina Courage to City. What attracted her to the club and her aspirations whilst here in Manchester? Yeah, well, I think that coming to Man City pandemic or not is such a great opportunity so um I did hear about this a couple months ago and was I mean obviously curious what would happen with the NBSL for the rest of the year but I think that playing overseas is something that's always interested me um and I do feel like the challenge cup was such a success for the NBSL that I just give them so much credit for pulling that off successfully um but for myself this was just such a great opportunity and I didn't want to pass it up and I can't really speak to anybody else's decision, but I know that um, the NWSL is still a great place to, to train and to play. And um, I think that the WSL uh, will be as well. Um, so I think for myself, it, it had a little bit of an impact just timing wise, but I'm just really happy and excited to be here. And it was a big opportunity either way. When I am going to be looking back on my career, I think that playing overseas is something that I have always wanted to do. And it's something Um, that excites me. I feel like it, in general, um, I think it's going to add some depth and experience to my game. So um, think in thinking about that and thinking about the timing of when I might be able to play overseas. um, Obviously, Man City is an incredible club and I didn't even know I would get an opportunity like this. So when I first heard about it, uh, my ears definitely perked up just because I know what an incredible club this is and what a great place to play. Um, and I think that the WSL, I've heard really good things from some of my teammates on the national team who've played here before. So, um, I'm just really excited. And I think that just being around this kind of culture and playing for such a great club, um, is going to add to 
uh, kind of what I have in my repertoire as a player. So I'm just excited for the opportunity. And I think um, Man City is like such a cool place to get to experience this. I'm here actually in Manchester, but I'm quarantining. So um, I've only like met a few of them, like personally, obviously I've played against a lot of them and um, a few of the girls have texted me just on WhatsApp so far, which has been nice to to know that like they know I'm here, um, but I haven't seen them yet or anything. So I'm really excited. I think that um, in my soccer career, like the best part has always been the team and the girls. So um, I feel like that's the only thing that's missing so far. So I'm looking forward to being done with quarantine and getting to uh, meet and play with them. Well, I know a bunch of the midfielders here that are just so talented. I'm Kara Walsh being one of them. Um, Jill Scott obviously being another and I um, remember watching Caroline Ware during the World Cup and just thinking that she was such a great player so smart and tactical um, so I mean I'm first I'm gonna have to earn some playing time I know it's gonna be really competitive and all the girls here are gonna be so good so um, I'm gonna really have to perform well to make sure I can get out there on the field and I think that I hope something that I could maybe bring is just my like attacking mindset um, I feel like being from America we play this really aggressive style and I'm going to have a lot to learn here um, and a lot to adapt to I think but I hope that I can bring a little bit of that aggressiveness um, in going forward that's something I, I feel like I have worked on a lot through the past couple of years with the teams I've been on. I think that we there was a lot of uncertainty for such a long time um, in the states that it had crossed my mind but I didn't I don't think I like actively was seeking anything out earlier this year um, and my agent actually brought this up to me at, at some point over the summer. And um, my, like I said earlier, my ears just kind of perked up, I think, just because it's Man City and such a great club and such a great team. And I've heard such awesome things about um, playing in this league and the experience of playing overseas and how it's just like able to help develop your game in a new and different way. Um, so I think that um it was obviously like mutual interest and I'm I'm really fortunate and happy that it worked out because I do think the timing for me um is something that played into it and it's something that I think is a key time for me to to keep pushing to keep developing and growing as a player um so I'm I'm really just honored that Man City was interested and that they gave me this opportunity um so I'm we're just really looking forward to taking advantage of it like I love the courage and I hope to return there someday. It's, it's been like an absolute honor and joy playing in the NWSL and playing for the courage and being part of such a successful team. Um, so it's not like I was searching to leave. I, I love it there. And um, I really hope that I have the opportunity to go back. Um, but I do think that there was a part of me that was when I heard about this opportunity was really excited about the chance at doing something different and getting a little bit outside my comfort zone. Um, I know with, um, COVID happening it's just kind of thrown a lot of twists and turns around um, for everybody and obviously soccer and football is is coming secondary to everybody's health and safety but um, I thought that this season here in the WSL was a really good opportunity for me to um, continue to develop and push myself and grow so um, it felt like the right decision and and such a good opportunity I didn't want to pass it up um, there's obviously a lot of uncertainty so I mean, personally, I have been thinking about my family. I know my husband's going to try to um, come stay here for a little bit. Um, but I think that my family has been overall really supportive. And obviously, the club is taking really good care of me so far. So I'm, I'm confident that um, it will all work out really well. And I feel safe and like 
we're following all these protocols to keep everybody safe. So I feel like it's been really positive. We've had a lot of success at The Courage and I've been really fortunate to be a part of such a talented team. Um, I think that, like I have kind of said, like when, when I'm done with soccer and when I look back at my career, I, I have always wanted to play overseas. And um, I feel like on every soccer player's bucket list is to play in Champions League. Um, and it is, it is exciting. I mean, the possibility of winning something I've never won before, um, it's definitely an exciting challenge. And um, I'm just really honored that I, I have this opportunity to get to compete um, over here and, and play with new players. I think what really drew me here was this um, desire to continue to develop and to, to really try to push myself to keep growing and adding new skills and new depths to my game. So um, definitely competing for uh, something, something new is an exciting part of that. Like personally, I, I feel like I'm, I've worked, like I'm kind of known for being aggressive and going forward and uh, like maybe dribbling out of the midfield at speed. And I feel like that's a mentality piece that's um, I, I have like learned from my American club team and the, the national team. So um, I obviously haven't played with the girls here yet. And I don't know if that will be unique or different in any way, but I am hoping I can bring that kind of attacking um, aggressive mindset and I, I would really like to um, be productive and like get goals and assists and, and help the team um, really put away games. So I'm excited for the opportunity and I know it's going to be tough to, to compete with the midfield here and that I'm going to have to earn some, some playing time. But um, I do think that, that maybe the American qualities that I have in my game will um, help, me, help me to succeed here. Yeah, um, I talked to um, Coach Taylor um, a couple times before I decided like officially to come. Um, and I thought that uh, the way he spoke about what he wanted to do here was really exciting. And um, he seems like someone who could help me um, add some depth to my game. And we talked a little, a little bit about specifics about that. So, um, and then once I, once I decided to come, he reached out and congratulated me. And we've been on the phone a little bit, um, just talking again about a little bit of tactics and what he wants to do here and what my role might be. So um, I'm really excited to work with him and, and I know that the girls really like him and um, he's been at City for a long time. So uh, I'm looking forward to the opportunity and I think that um, it will be an exciting uh, chance for me to grow and learn. great to, to speak to you I actually think you might possibly be the furthest guest that we've actually ever had on the podcast so thank you for joining me how are you doing are you okay I'm doing great brilliant um so for those that might not know you um, you're actually the president of the uproar supporters group there in North Carolina uh, can you just tell us a little bit about the supporters group and your role within it yep uh, like you said I am the president of the uproar we started the group last year, um, Dave and Patrick, two of our members in leadership actually noticed that the stadium was kind of having a lack of, you know, music, chanting and everything. The prior years when the Courage joined um, North Carolina, when they came to North Carolina, uh, our men supporters group, Oak City supporters was kind of running both um, for the men's and the women's and they, it just was a very 
it was like a bit difficult for them to kind of continue to do both. So they stepped back. Um, and then Dave and Patrick stepped up in 2019. Um, we, we were nameless, I think, for the first part of it. We, like, I think officially it was around June 13th that they started the group. I was on my way to the World Cup, so I missed the beginnings of it. All right, yeah. Um, July 4th is when they officially launched the Uproar as our name. And then at some point when I got, came back, I, I joined. I, one of my friends likes to joke that I don't do things casually. So I joined and immediately just began taking over. Um, <laughs> not necessarily the chanting side. I don't actually even sit in the, the supporters group section. That's a terrible view of the game. And I don't, don't like watching from the end zone. So, um, but I do a lot of the other things. Like I help with the the tailgates with trying to build partnerships throughout the community and everything um and then you know like i said i'm president my vice president the vice president of uproar is is jess patrick one of the founders of the group is on the board dave the other founder is treasurer we also have lisa on the board and then our secretary is carolyn so we just kind of launched officially this past year hoping to have a have a real season then COVID hit and kind of derailed all our plans. Yeah it's, it's been obviously a bit of a whirlwind really you've just obviously uh, participated in the Challenge Cup. Just tell us a little bit about um, you know in terms of North Carolina the sort of attendances and the fans that you get there. They are they're probably like middling of the of the NWSL so I'd say between five to seven thousand for the big games like for instance, when Orlando comes, everybody wants to see Alex Morgan. So we turn out closer to capacity, um, probably eight, 9,000 people. And then like our last, last season, our, we had the final in North Carolina and we, we sold out that crowd. So obviously massive news this week. Sam Mewis has finally signed for Man City that it's been rumored for, for some time now on a one year deal with the optional one year extra year to, to add on to that if she wishes um, to play in the FAWSL here in the UK and Champions League football as well. Um, it's been a move that's brought a lot of high profile uh, media coverage here in the UK and, and obviously there in America as well. Um, but what's the news been like uh, for Courage fans? I mean, we're obviously devastated. We love Sam Mewis. We, we're sad to see her leave us. She's very important to our midfield. And, you know, but we're hopeful she'll, re she'll return. She has said that if, she, if and when she comes back to the NWSL, she hopes that the Courage retains her right. She'd love to come back here. And, you know, so we're hopeful. We're hopeful she will return. Hopeful that she won't be gone too long. Um, she's very loved. She's very loved in the in just amongst all Courage fans. Like for instance, I took my nephew to a game last season, I believe, and um, you know the, the the players will come sign autographs afterwards. And he's at that awkward age at eleven where he was just so shy and was like, "We don't have to do it." And then like Sam Mewis, like just like locked eyes with him and like came over and was like, "Hey, you know what's your name?" And just like made him feel really good. And afterwards, he's like, "I have a new favorite player." Awesome. So, so yeah. she's like really great with the fans, both young and and older um and you know we're glad that she'll get to be able to play we we will i know i'll definitely make effort to to get up to watch the games and you know the u.s we don't even know when this pandemic's going to get in check here we've got a lot of a lot of things against us we've got a government that maybe is not in the best position of i i don't know but i think we're still a long way off so i'm glad that you will be able to play yeah i mean 
plenty of success at both clubs, like you say, uh, with the courage and an international level as well. I mean, she's uh, a player with that winning mentality. Um, and what do you think City can City fans can expect from her in terms of what she could bring to the team? I mean, I think you nailed it right there. You know, she's got that winning mentality. She's she knows how to win. She's you know, even back to her college days, UCLA. She was she won a national championship there. You know, U.S. Women's National Team. I don't think we need to to go into details of how dominant they are in the national stage. And then just the courage, you know. Um, the first year they were here, we won the Shield, and we lost the championship in a very ugly match. Um, but at the end of that game, you know, there, there's video footage where they interviewed her, and she, you know, she was just so clearly upset. And she was like, we're going to come back, we're going to come back better. And, you know, they did. That following year, the Courage had a near-perfect season with only one loss that season. Sim is very, you know, integral to that success. She's also a hard worker, you know. You can tell she loves the game. She's got a high work rate. You know, everybody on the Courage does. And she's just fun to watch, you know. Just fun to watch on the field and even off the field, just watching her celebration videos. So, I mean, it, it's so strange for us because I think when initially when her name started getting mentioned for, you know, coming to City, everyone was like, wow, really? Is this, is this the type of player that we can, you know, bring over to, to City? And it kind of felt like a bit as if it was like too much to ask you know what I mean because she's such she's a player of such um high regard and she's got so much uh caliber and and you know honors behind her and you know that kind of thing I mean obviously you you know that probably uh you might remember Kylie Lloyd coming over to, to City as well you know and and even that was like wow Kylie Lloyd you know it it brought fans to the stadium and it kind of feels that hopefully you know we can get into a position where you know, fans will be able to to get back into the grounds and, and come and watch her play as well. And, and I think, like you said, it will bring certainly a lot more um, fans through the turnstiles that perhaps haven't um, maybe seen or been to a women's game before. Um, that's the kind of hope, you know. I, you know, you mentioned your attendances. Um, as, you know, our average sort of attendance was two to 3,000 last season. So, you know, we'd certainly like to see more fans through the turnstiles. And if we can do that, um, you know, Sam Mewes is the type of player that can bring, you know, someone to, to just come and watch her for the, for the quality of football that she plays and that she could bring to the squad as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what type of a, a player is Sam? Because obviously you've watched her, you know, play a lot of minutes for Courage. You know, what can fans that might not know that much about her or haven't seen that much of her style of play, you know, what can they expect from her on the pitch? She's not afraid to go for it, you know. she. I think she's confident in her play. And, you know, her height definitely helps with as a target of set pieces. Yeah, six and foot is she? I'm not entirely sure. That sounds about right. She's definitely tall. <laughs> she's definitely very tall. And then, like, I just pulled some stats from the 2019 World Cup. I'd read an article that said that she was stat-wise, the best player of the entire 2019 World Cup tournament. You know, she had 43 recoveries, second only to Crystal Dunn. And obviously, Crystal Dunn played a, several less minutes than her, probably almost a game. So, yeah, I think it was like 70 minutes or so. She had 38 defensive actions. Um, so she's a good defensive player. As far as aerial dominance, she had 31 aerial challenges, um, 23 of them. Winning, well, she won 23 of them, so that's like a 74, 74%. 15% were offensive, 16 were 
in an attempt to win the ball back. So she's just all around a great player, fun to watch. And I, I think I think you guys will enjoy having her. Yeah, we, we can't wait now. I put on Twitter the other day, like, it, it felt like a dream, but it actually did happen, just so you know, you know. It was just, honestly, I'm just so excited. Um, last season uh, was a difficult season for us. Obviously, it ended early because of the pandemic. Uh, this season um, was decided on a um, points per game sort of average and we lost out um, the titles to Chelsea uh, as you know because you've, you've got a bit of a soft spot for Chelsea you told me so um, you know that was quite difficult and we still got the FA Cup to play which is which is great that's a, a you know a prestigious uh, tournament here in the UK and hopefully Sam will play a part of that um, Champions League football as well um, you know, that's quite exciting, quite an exciting prospect for her, perhaps, because, you know, it's an opportunity to, to play in a different tournament, to get some experience in a, a different league and, um, you know, a different style of play, if you like. Because I think American football it can be quite... Um, oh, how do you explain like American football for those that don't watch it, if you're comparing it? Uh, um, I would say it's probably... It's it's a lot more about athleticism, you know. The, there's a lot of focus on being super fit, and and a lot of how we win and is just that nonstop ability to keep coming at keep coming at you. You know, we may not play the most beautiful game, but we will play an effective effective mm-hmm. game. Yeah, so, definitely. And I, I and I definitely agree. I think going out there will definitely help our game. You know, mm-hmm. um, there have been several players, as you mentioned, that have gone to the FA League and even other international leagues and they just come back with a whole you know like I said our our focus tends to be on fitness and and just being able to experience and kind of round out your game will be great for her I think. Yeah I mean um, City play quite a patient um, build-up style of football um, quite different to perhaps what the Courage do play (laughs) Um, but Sam is the type of player that can adapt, you know, given her experience and, and you know, those big games that she's played in, um, you know, hopefully we'll see her play lots of minutes for City. I mean, it's certainly an exciting prospect. For me, my point of view, um, obviously there was a lot of talk at the beginning that it was going to be a short-term loan. The fact that she signed for a year quite surprised me. I don't, I don't know about you. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're devastated. <laughs> we don't, we don't like hearing any of these words. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is quite interesting. Like you said, there's been um, a, f- a few other players that have been, um, you know, rumored to be making uh, the move here over here to the UK and Europe as well. Um, how do you feel about that? I mean, it, it, would you like to obviously see? the NWSL pick up. I mean, obviously the season has been cancelled, but there's been talk of perhaps some friendlies coming in with the Western and Eastern sort of uh, divide uh, another tournament possibly uh, following on from the success of the Challenge Cup. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the Challenge Cup was a great success. I think outside of the issues with Orlando beforehand, once they got in the bubble, you know, no COVID cases, they managed to to have the tournament just go successfully everything was great and you know I thought I thought that was awesome it was great to be able to watch um you know we've all just been starving for for football soccer um yeah. here um so I think 
my top priority would be just making sure that the health and safety of the players are looked after. You know, I, 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 I know I wouldn't attend a game right now. And I've talked to a lot of people who also wouldn't get, attend a game right now. There's just, you know, it's hard to enforce any sort of rules here. You know, you, people, people do, do what they want at the end of the day. And um, I've already got COVID this year and I've done, you know, everything right. You know, I've stayed home. I've worn a mask when I do go out. I slather on the hand sanitizer and I still couldn't <laughs> keep my roommate from bringing it home, um, you know. So I think just making sure everyone is healthy, is safe, you know, if they can do that, then yeah, I would love to see more, see more games. But if they can't, you know, I, I'm fine with that. I, I don't, I don't want my enjoyment of entertainment to be preferential to the health and safety of other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think obviously it's been a number of months now since, you know, all this um, began and, you know, the lockdown uh, came in and sports got suspended and, and things like that across the country, across the world. And, you know, I think first and foremost, you know, we've said it before on the podcast that, you know, that health and safety is paramount, not just of the fans, but the staff as well, the staff, the players and everyone involved at the club. You know, it's great to be in a position where we're talking about welcoming football back. Um, we haven't got a decision on when fans will be able to go into the stadiums yet. It's hard to talk about because it's you feel like it's so speculative. It was obviously great, uh, like you said, uh, to touch upon the, the Challenge Cup. Um, I mean, for us here in the UK, uh, I know there are a lot of women's fans in particular that that enjoyed that tournament. I was one of them, you know, staying up, like you say, four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it takes some stamina when you've got work the next day. But, you know, it was a, a great tournament. It was a successful tournament, like you said. I mean, do you think... American fans of, of women's football, do you think that they will take the WSL in their arms as well? And do you think a lot of American fans will take more of an interest? I think so. I mean, definitely the fans that I know, I think we're, like I said, starved for soccer here. You know, it's been months. Our season was supposed to start in April. We did get the Challenge Cup, which was definitely a treat for us, uh, but definitely shortened than what we're used to. You know, usually the tournament was supposed to run, I mean, not the tournament, the uh, season was supposed to run through like October, I believe. Yeah. So I I downloaded the FA player as soon as it became available. Like, so I've had that already for a while. I know at least several of my friends have already been watching where they can, you know, like I said, it's an early, early morning. Not everybody's a morning person. <laughs> Sometimes I would cut it on and fall right back asleep with it in the background. It's harder so, if you're not a coffee drinker, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think yeah I think it'll definitely convert some people I know in our slack channel we've got a, a membership slack channel where we we're already trying to figure out how how we can watch the the championship league games like you know there's no real stream here I know sometimes some of the clubs will locally stream on their Facebook pages so you know I think yeah for sure I think people definitely try to watch I think especially having our our players could go over overseas especially Sam Mewis you know we want to see her we want to see what she's doing over there we want to wheel her back this direction <laughs> as soon as possible <laughs> yeah. I mean she's she's offered a lot of long, longevity uh, courage and you know she seems really keen um you know from the interviews and and what I've read to to return back to the courage that like you said they want to keep her rights as a player so you know it is promising but I think it can only benefit 
both of us, you know, in the fact that, you know, we're going to get, a, you know, a world-class player who's got that women, winning mentality that, you know, perhaps will um, be of a, a great benefit to the, to, the, to the locker room, to the changing room <laughs> for, us, for us, you know. Um, and then that sort of, um, you know, the facilities and, the, you know, how she can grow and develop her own game that obviously she'll hopefully bring back to, to the courage as well and, and sort of pass some, some of the experiences back that she's had onto the team for you. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the, I think the thing that one of the things we thought of immediately was like, what if there's an ICC? Is she going to be playing for them? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, so, but yeah, I think, I think it's a great opportunity for her. It's what she wants to do. And obviously she should be able to do what she wants to do. She is a world-class player and anything that she can do to grow, keep growing as a player, you know, soccer players only have a, a certain amount of time for the most part. And I think she'll probably be one of the players that plays longer than most get to, mm. um, so any kind of development, any kind of experiences they can gain, then, you know, I'm glad she's taking it, you know. Yeah. And so. So you're a bit of a Chelsea fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, I mean, how, how, how do you feel? Because obviously Chelsea won the league last season. How do you think uh, the league might play out this season? Um, you know, obviously I'm pulling for Chelsea again. I'm going to end the call. <laughs> so. You know, I'm a big fan of Magda Erickson and just the whole team over there. And, you know, Crystal Dunn was out there for a while, too. Yeah, she of, was Chelsea player, wasn't she, for a bit? Yeah, and that's kind of where my interest started in Chelsea. Yeah. So, She's so. honest, uh, I thought, um, watching the Challenge Cup, uh, Crystal Dunn, I thought she played excellent. And, oh, yeah. and Lynn Winningham's as well really impressed me. Yeah. Really, yeah, really. We have a great team. I think we'll miss Samuels, but it's not going to be detrimental to Mm-hmm to our our game I think we'll be all right I think we'll build somebody in there you know there's there's somebody that plays opposite of Sam Ewis in practice so they'll be able to kind of hop in and you know they won't have the same experience they maybe don't have her level of of play but I think our team is truly a team you know there's not usually there's not really one player that you can say this whole team is this team because of this player this whole team is this team because of the entirety of the team and and the and the culture behind it so i think we'll we'll be okay we'll miss her you know just like we've missed many you know mccall left us this year for sky blue um we've lost other players in the past but i still think it's a very very tight team yeah quite strong yeah um well, it's, it's been brilliant talking to you. Thank you for your time. Um, like I said, it, it's great, so great to speak to you, to hear your thoughts on, on the move, because um, we, always, we always like to speak to other fans as well. So the fact that this has obviously gone a little bit global <laughs> is, is great. Uh, and it's been really nice to speak to you. So maybe, hopefully, you know, we can catch up and, and uh, get your thoughts on how you think Sam's doing and how she's settling in. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And I will be watching as much as I can. Um, what are your social medias, just so fans who might want to, you know, check you out and give you a follow on uh, Twitter and stuff? Yeah, on Twitter, we are UproarNC, um, and same for Instagram. And then on Facebook, if you just look up Uproar Supporters Group, you'll find us. We have both a private group, which is where we're probably more active in. And then we have a front-facing group, so we can have events and stuff out that way. So 
So yeah, one of these days we'll get the website up. If if anyone's interested in becoming an Uproar member, we also have have that available. We'll send you a scarf and a few other pieces and that you can find at memberships.uproar.com. That's brilliant. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can catch up again soon. And um, like I said, it's been great speaking to you, Mary. So thank you for your time and uh, hopefully speak to you soon. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you. on the podcast I mean this is the first time you've joined us on MCW Fancast so thank you for that how are you doing you okay yeah I'm good thank you so much for having me it's so nice to um to come and chat to you yeah how's things for you how's things been in lockdown are you okay they've been all right you know yeah they've been all right um we're getting there I think it it was nice for a, a couple of weeks to have the football back yeah like I was just watching every single possible game I could and then the Premier League finished yeah. so yeah we're have you caught up with your sleep yet <laughs> I've just about got my sleep pattern back to normal, I think. Um, so obviously big news this, news this week that's now been confirmed that Sam Mewis has signed for City on a, a one-year deal, deal with a, an optional added extra year as well, which is quite surprising, actually. Uh, I don't know what you made of that, but um, it was uh, strongly rumoured and now it's done. Uh, she's currently in quarantine and looking to join the squad in the next week or so. Uh, what do you think of the news? I I still don't believe it's real. Like I am absolutely pumped. First of all, I yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited. It's one of those things where, like, it's a rumor that you think is never going to happen. I feel like it's for me in like men's football. It'd be like, yeah, Messi's joining the team. I'd be like, nah, no, he's not. (laughs) No, he's not. Absolutely no way. Yeah. But like, I'm so happy that Sam Hughes has joined. I think she's like such a brilliant player. I think she's really underrated in america and i think actually it'll be really nice for fans in england and and actually in europe like to see her potential outside of the u.s women's national team which has so many other kind of huge players both on and off the field that she can often fall under the radar Mm. um she comes with some great accolades behind her yeah i'm absolutely buzzing huge accolades i mean world cup winner you know she's won so many club honors as well I mean initially when her name was first announced as a a possible rumor I mean what did you think of that I think I just was like yeah okay we were we were probably going to see these rumors after the challenge cup like Helen and I had spoken about it off air and we were like oh you know it might happen but it probably won't (laughs) won't come over to Europe probably won't happen I can dream like I can dream that we're going to have US women's national team players play for us at the Academy Stadium, but no. And yeah, like amazing. That has actually happened. I was just so, so excited now for um, for the season to kick off and, and for her to come and join us. Yeah. Do you think with obviously a name like Mios, do you think that's going to bring, you know, fans that perhaps haven't been to the Academy before and, you know, that just want to come and watch her play? I would like to think so. Um, I think she's one of maybe one of the lesser known players from from the national team. I don't know. Um, I know when Carly Lloyd came and played for us, obviously she was a, 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 probably a bigger name, in my opinion. Um, so I hope it brings a new fan base to the stadium. I think the big thing will be fans from uh, America. 
I would like to think that actually a lot more people are tuning in to watch games from abroad and that will kind of build the fan base from that perspective as well, which I'm excited to see there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously you're a big NWSL fan. Uh, um, God, I can't even say it. NWSL <laughs> fan as well. So obviously just mentioned that you've been watching the Challenge Cup, you know, so you know Muis as a player. What kind of um, things do you think she'd bring, it, bring to City with the kind of stature and ability that she's got? I think she's got like she's got a really attacking mindset. Um, I think she will just bring such a different dynamic to the team. Um, the NWSL is is quite a different style of play. Um, I think it's quite aggressive, and so it'll be really interesting to see how she incorporates that into the game over here. You know, does she does she bring that to the team, or actually is it something she has to rethink herself? Um, and as well, like she's worked with some of the most successful managers in the game, and I don't think we can like not acknowledge that you know Paul Riley who has been her manager for for the last couple of years in America they've won three championships in America over the the last four or five years Jill Ellis at the US women's national team obviously she was uh, a big name who we thought would get the England job they themselves will bring so much to her as a player that I think she'll she'll no doubt bring to to City I mean in terms of midfield we're looking strong this season like so, so strong, it's unbelievable. We could field like Ellie Roebuck. She's always going to have a place in my starting eleven. Yeah. Um, but then we could field ten amazing midfielders. It feels like like we've just got such a strong midfield. I oh so yeah so good. Yeah, I mean you sort of touched on there upon the style of play that obviously differs from from the WSL to the NWSL. I mean, how do you think? she'll adapt do you think it might take some time or do you think she's going to rise to the challenge I think it's a really good question um I think you know even the fact that that she's been in a 14-day quarantine when she's come to the UK she will join the team late August so maybe in a week's time or so by that point you know the first week of September we've got the opening weekend of fixtures it's a quick turnaround I think I'm not expecting her to to come into the squad straight away I think that's cool the nice thing is it's not just the short-term loan for her I think she'll um gradually find a place and I think she's from what I've seen online as well in interviews she's really keen to like prove herself and not just walk into the squad which I think is really nice and humbling um I would like to think that as a player she just wants to learn as much as possible here so I hope that she'll adapt well she'll be really open to it as well and I think, yeah, it'll take her a little bit of time, but you know, she's a professional, confident yeah. that she'll she'll really fit in over um over the next couple of months. And there's been quite a few rumours really in terms of yeah. sort of NWSL players that are, are possibly looking for that uh, that transfer, that short loan spell over here in the UK and Europe. I mean, you know, we've had uh, Fishlock mentioned, I think to Reddit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bailey United. Well, I think to be honest, I think that's more United fans wanting to go <laughs> to United. To yeah. Um, but I mean, do you think we're going to see more of that? I mean, Rose Lavalle as well. I mean, that was a rumor, strong rumor, but there seems to be um, more complications involved with that one. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think Rose Lavelle's is like from an injury point of view, they're not sure whether they want to to rest her to allow her to fully recover or not. I'd love to see her at City because I think she's wicked as well. Um, Yeah, I think we're going to see so many transfers, whether it's short-term loans. I mean, even like coming across to Europe, we've seen Jodie Taylor go to to Leon. Um, I kind of can't really... Crocker's bedded in there already as well. We go. 
and yeah. a trophy within yeah, like, not bad in the, like first two weeks <laughs> yeah, talk about fitting right in yeah. there right? um I think yeah I think there's a couple of factors if I was an American player I'd be wanting to come over and play first off we've got the Olympics coming up next year like if if the NWSL doesn't have any games before the end of 2020 how many more months are they going to be out of of game time for I think their national teams will be wanting them to get game time you can train as much as you want you can have like five aside you can have scrimmages but I think unless you put players into that actual environment of competitive fixtures it's really really hard to replicate and as well like America's not in the best way at the minute Trump Trump's not doing a solid job is he I think if I was a player and I had the opportunity to go elsewhere in the world right now I'd maybe consider that um and as well, like when you look at the NWSL's contracts for, for the, the US women's national team players, just for a little bit of context, there are so many stipulations around their contracts that kind of forces them to play in the NWSL. Um, we were lucky a couple of years ago when they rejigged their agreement with the, the league and the, the national team that you know Carly Lloyd, Crystal Dunn, Heather O'Reilly, etc. were all playing over here in the UK already so it didn't really affect them but since then we've always not really been able to have american players come over to europe effectively because the u.s women's national team said they couldn't because of the nwsl so for any player who has ever wanted to play in the champions league to develop to an experience a different league but still maintain that spot on the national team now is that unique opportunity for them to do so so no doubt so many will will want to jump at the chance. So I love it. Like the ability for me to be able to go and see them without having to travel across the world is sick. And I'm so yeah. looking forward to that. It's so true. I mean, do you find, do you think that the, the, the WSL is attractive enough for, for those players, you know, with the type of players that have obviously been coming over with the likes of Kerr and, mm-hmm. you know, do you think that it is sort of like a, take the opportunity and, and make the most of the situation? Yeah, I think I was really surprised to see Sam Mewis, uh like sign for us. I thought she'd just come on a short-term loan, I'll be honest. I did. Yeah, like that in itself is quite a good indication. I think salary, you know, there's not a salary cap. Or if there is, it seems to differ so much in comparison to the NWSL, particularly when we look at Sam Kerr. From what I've seen online, she's on a lot more money here than she was in America. It's a longer season, so they're getting more game time. It's really competitive. And again, like Champions League, I think is such a huge thing for, for the players to come from, you know, a nine-team league and have no sort of cup or anything in a traditional season and have massive travel from one side of America to the other. So then actually playing in the UK, you've got the Conti Cup, you've got the FA Cup, you've got the Champions League. It's wicked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, we've already had a couple of games in pre-season. Uh, we've had two wins. Uh, Mew is obviously not playing a part of those, but new signing Chloe Kelly has, and she seems to have hit the ground running already. <laughs> I think it's like three goals, two games. Um, she's been assisting as well. Yeah. 11 goals across both games uh, against Coventry and Sheffield, and no goals conceded. I mean, is that a good sort of indication of where we're at in terms of getting ready for the season with the obviously the length of time that you know, we've been out and the teams and players have, have been away from each other. Yeah, I, I don't think we can ask for, for much more right now. Um, I think 
it's such a weird time, but the team have, have responded like phenomenally, even with the fact we've got a new manager. Like I think I very quickly forget the fact that the last game I went and saw was us playing against Chelsea. I don't even remember when it was, it was that long ago. Mm. And we had Alan Mahone in and there's so many different things that are unsettling for the club, but so excited to see Chloe Kelly coming in, hitting the ground running. Um, so looking forward to seeing her and Ellen White partner up. Yeah, I think we're in a really strong place and I cannot wait to see us lift the league. Yes, I totally think we are going to do it this season. <laughs> um, I think as well, you said there, you know, potentially, you know, City, it could have been a bit of an upset really, you know, losing Nick, Alan coming in, taking the reins, obviously, to the end of the season or as it was concluded. It doesn't seem to have really, you know, they've been that professional and just been able to get through it that it, you know, because we, I think we've got such a strong setup behind the scenes mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's almost as if there wasn't little disruption, there was a little upset there and they've, they've just got on with it, basically. And, um, you know, Gavin has, has obviously got his ideas that he wants to instill on the team, but, you know, so far, so good. You know, it'd be great to obviously see what ideas he ha- does have in mind, but it is really good to see, like you say, Chloe and, and Ellen with that up-top partnership with, the, you know, with obviously Pauline leaving us last se- uh, at the end of the season you know, it was sort of, well, what we're going to do kind of thing. Because obviously Pauline was contributing a lot of goals for us last season. So it's great to see that she seems to have started contributing for us already. Yeah, I think at, at the time I was really sad to see Bremer go. Like, as you were saying, you know, she she was plagued by injury a little bit, but had a massive impact for us. And I kind of thought, how are we going to do? Like, how is our formation going to change? Even the fact that Georgia Stanway had had a little stint at right back yeah like how, how would that affect <laughs> all the madness last year wasn't it um but yeah chloe kelly and she's a player of the future as well right that's what I'm, i think one of the things i'm most excited about is she's just gonna go from strength to strength because she's so young um great to see people like Eva Mannion coming back in as well she seems to be doing really well with her recovery so hopefully we get to see her early on in the season um i could not be happier with with the start i'll be honest yeah announced last week as well that Community Shield, <laughs> first time since 2008. So that's going to be a massive um, curtain raiser, if you like, for the start of the season. Um, I think it was 29th of August, mm-hmm. um, 12.30 kickoff, BBC One. So even though the fans can't be there, it's great that obviously it is sort of prime time and, and everyone will be able to watch it kind of thing as well. But the head-to-head, Chelsea, I mean... Oh. If it's anything like last season, <laughs> but do you do you think City could could win this one this time round? Yes, yep. Because I would, I couldn't not say yes. I would be so disappointed if I didn't believe in us. Um, no, in all seriousness, I think we've made a couple of really key signings. I think we could absolutely do it. Like the, how close fought was was that game um, when we played against Chelsea it was incredible wild absolutely wild like I still have flashbacks to it but yeah I think we've got it in us to do it absolutely and are you looking forward to the start of the season now because obviously it's been a bit of hype and everyone's sort mm-hmm. of like starting to get into the, the, the mood for it now um <laughs> yep. you know what are your expectations this season I think we need to be pushing for for top position without a shadow of a doubt I think we're capable of it um I I think Champions League is going to be a big one. You know, the last couple of years, we have fallen at the same hurdle. 
to the same team. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see the introduction of those additional players like Sam Mewis, like Chloe Kelly, just give us that edge and actually take it further. Um, I think Chelsea will come in really strong, I'll be honest. And I think as well, like Arsenal have made some good signings, but we have got the capabilities without a shadow of a doubt. New manager, freshen things up. Mm. Um, so I'd want top spot. And I say we go for the Champions League as well. Yeah, I think yeah. they definitely will do this season. I think it'll be, you know, they were so disappointed, especially last season. And yeah. I think it's it's top of the agenda. Definitely a good yeah. run in the Champions League this season. We need to do it. And we can, you know, we've yeah. got the quality to do it. So there's, there's no excuses. Absolutely. And I just can't wait to get back in the stadium. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> I, I was expecting, expecting some news on that today, but, um, you know, obviously not still not been announced yet. But there are talks that obviously... The, the WSL will be used as trial events. So mm -hmm. it is positive, you know, moving forward, isn't it, for fans? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, it's a completely safe environment. I think they, they can make it work. And I'm confident, actually, if any club would, City, because I think they've always got the fans at, at kind of the the forefront of their minds as well. So hopefully, yeah, we're, we're having the next conversation in the stadium. Yeah, definitely. So how are you... Obviously, you've just done the NWSL show, you've ch uh, covered the Challenge Cup. So what are you going to be doing this season then? Are you still, you're still with Helen? Are you working on a new podcast for the new season? Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so after a wild and sleep-deprived month, <laughs> crazy, absolutely crackers, uh, covering the NWSL Challenge Cup, we are launching a new series at the start of September. So we've rebranded. Hopefully it's the last one for a while because I can't keep track. Like I, I don't know what we're called. I have, I have to have it written on a little sticky note. Um, so we're now the, the women's soccer show and we are branching out a little bit into world soccer or football, should I say? God, look what I've become calling it soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were in months of talking about it in America, but it, I really enjoyed it, to be honest. I mean, it was yeah. obviously come on the show as well, but I enjoyed the Challenge Cup and, and it's great, like you said, that you can bring fans in the UK more of a, a global kind of overview of what's going on across the globe. Yeah, that's it. Just share those stories of, um, of untold soccer. I think that's the, the goal for us. Yeah, so plenty more to come for us. Brilliant. So if uh, anyone's interested in the podcast and finding out where you are, can you just give us your socials and where to find you? Of course. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Woso Show. And we are also available on all good podcasting applications and websites uh, by searching for The Women's Soccer Show. Brilliant. Well, it's been brilliant to catch up, Hannah, and hopefully we can do this more often uh, for the season, rest of the season, because obviously... Uh, you're a bit of a city fan, so so we can hopefully, yeah, hopefully catch up in the stadium. You know that'd be awesome, and uh, get a chat before um, one of the games, hopefully. But uh, definitely, it'd be great to speak to you for the podcast in the future, and uh, hopefully, like you say, we can have a really good season and uh, get some silverware. Let's do it. Thank you so much for having me, Emma. Cheers. Nice one. See you soon. And that's it for this week's episode of MCW Fancast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Many thanks to Hannah and Mary for joining me on this week's show. Uh, really hope you've enjoyed it too. Uh, we'll be back on the 28th of August. We'll be doing our season preview with the OSC ahead of the Charity Shield. The Community Shield. I really, really need to stop calling it the Charity Shield. So if you're not already, make sure you're following us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and you can find us by searching MCW Fancast. And we'll be back soon. Stay safe, everyone.